my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution. We talk about the way the world is changing as the pendulum swings from centralization to decentralization, of course. And we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology, which are the drivers of changing the world. Of course, the technology being Bitcoin and the decentralized technology, the crypt, the cryptocurrency, the cryptography, uh, and those types of tools. Now, um, we got a big show today because there is a lot of things going on. I want to tackle a big subject that is affecting everybody. It's affecting everybody in ways they see, but it's also affecting everybody in ways they don't see. This is the single most important issue for your life, the quality of your life, um, meaning, um, you know, the quality of life really comes down to uh, your purchasing power, your ability to get goods and services, right? So if uh, prices get way too expensive and you can't buy the things you've used to been buying, instead of having steak, you have to now eat spam, for example, uh, the quality of your life went down. 
or if you're not able to get the goods and services that you want, right? Uh, your flight's not running on time or the stuff's not being delivered to the store, right? Those are things that bring down the quality of your life. I say it over and over, but you don't want money. What do you mean, Mark? Of course we want money. No, you don't. <laughs> you want the things money buys you. And money in your bank is there as a placeholder until you're ready to get those things that you want. So if you can't get those things that you want, either because you can't afford them or two, they're not available, the quality of your life goes down. Now, there's other factors, of course, right? Like unhappiness and violence and relationships and whatever. But <laughs> we're not going to dive into all of that today. Uh, we're going to talk about the single most important driver when it comes to quality of your life at least in regards to your purchasing power, uh, getting goods and services, things like that. Um, and, the, <laughs> and of course, we're going to tie it all the way back. And part of, part of this is um, not just because it affects your life in ways that you probably don't even see in invisible ways, but it has massive impact. But it's also reshaping the world. And there's more than we're going to cover today, uh, but it's part of my big thesis about how the world is going to break apart. We're in a unipolar world. We're moving to a multipolar world. We're seeing this being exaggerated today with, you know, Russia and China and Ukraine and um, a new monetary system being created in the BRICS nations and the new LBMA, the new London, uh, you know, gold market competition, um, you know, shifting to other currencies, the bond markets breaking out, sovereign defaults. Like we're seeing all this happen. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is actually one of the top couple of catalysts that are going to continue to push the world apart. It's more than we can cover today, but you're going you're gonna to see that. We're going to frame it up. But I want to talk about it where it's really hitting you today, and of course, that's in the pocketbook. And you may not fully understand this. So um, it sounds super simple at first, but we're going to dive in deep so you can understand it like we always do, um, so you can understand all the way down at what I call first principles, or not, not I call it, that's what it's called, <laughs> first principles down to the base layer. Because if you can understand it here, then you can start to formulate your own ideas off of it. And um, I like to say that uh, almost everything you've learned is wrong. <laughs> Because they don't teach you what it is you really need to know. The, the media is uh, gaslighting you. It's a form of economic, I'm not sorry, not economic, psychological warfare against you. What you see is not really what you see. They're lying to you. We're all living a lie. We're living a lie more than we ever have before, which is why people are rising up and, and hungering for thirst. Uh, and thir I'm sorry, hungering and thirsting for truth. And we're seeing this super evident just three times in the last week. We talked about it last week. Uh, but the new PM in Italy, Maloney, and the speech that she gave, and uh, she talked about how uh, fires would be drawn to, to, to proclaim that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Swords would be drawn to proclaim that uh, le leaves turn green. And so that's for truth. Uh, President Bukele in El Salvador put this big op-ed piece out this week saying it's a war on truth. Putin, in his big speech he gave last week, said it's a war on truth. So as 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 there's war on truth, we want hunger, or we hunger for for truth, and and let's break this down because you are being gaslit. So anyway, let's jump into this. So uh, sounds super simple at first, but gas prices. Let's start there. Gas prices. Gas prices hit, or gas prices break the price they set, the record price they set in June of this year, in June of 2022. So uh, gas prices, uh, since uh, Biden was elected in November of, um, in November of 2020, uh, when he took office in January of 21, they have just continued to escalate. Boom, 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 boom. I've talked about this extensively. I'm not going to go back all the way through the data. You know, of course, <clears throat> the Biden administration wants to blame this on Putin. Putin's war, they call it. As a matter of fact, um, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this, but a quote from Press Secretary uh, Jean-Pierre said, uh, Putin's war. So they're blaming it on Putin's war, but as we've talked about extensively, I'm not going to go back into the data, but the price of gas started going up astronomically. The day he was elected, it started going up even faster after he took office, and it has continued to accelerate. Um, sure, it's accelerated some. It's accelerated some since the war started, but it really started long before that. The majority of the move up started before that. So anyway, uh, gas prices are at record high set in June. Now, if you remember, um, there was all these stickers. I don't know if you've seen them. There's like stickers on the gas pump of, of, the, of Biden said, I did that, right? Uh, because, of course, he attacked the energy industry. We're going to get more into that in a minute. Uh, but then, uh, you know. They, they said that this is mean and how dare these people put these stickers on the gas pump saying Biden did it. But then he went and took credit for the prices coming back down. But let's dig into this for a minute. So I don't know where you're at in the country or the world or what your gas prices are. Um, in California, they are through the roof. As a matter of fact, they hit a record high of 646 in Los Angeles. However, some places in Los Angeles are almost $8.50 per gallon. 856 per gallon. Now, I know my wife was out in Texas um, earlier in the week and she filled up the car for about just a little over $3 per gallon. It's a pretty big swing from $3 to 850 per gallon. Pretty big deal. Um, so I don't know where you're at, but however, wherever you're at, <laughs> they're at they're at a they're at a record. The average price has ridden, risen 31 consecutive days, going up a dollar and 22 cents. It's a big increase. It says that uh, Gasoline prices have risen in California over the past several weeks, despite a gradual decline across the nation due to several unique factors, including problems at local refineries. Californians already paid the highest gas prices in the nation due to environmental regulations and taxes. But the number of refineries uh, oh, and limited to the number of refineries, thanks to the same regulations. So why are gas prices so high in California? It's the government. It's the taxes that they levy on them. California has the highest taxes on gas anywhere in the nation. And because of the requirements, Californians can't use regular gas like the rest of the nation. We have to use special gas. And it requires extra work to produce, extra costs. And, in, and because of that, uh, you have to take the oil, and it goes through a refinery. The refinery turns the oil into gasoline, because obviously we can't put oil in our gas tank. Uh, and, and it has to be turned into gasoline through refineries. But California has been shutting down refineries. We have less refineries, less, 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 less. And now we only have a few refineries left. And turns out, once in a while, you know, one's got to be serviced, things like that. The situations happen where it declines its output. And we're very, very susceptible because we've lost most of our refineries. Why? Because of the regulations. So that's why gas prices are so high. It's always the government. Um, the free market could figure that out. Um, what Biden did, what he said he took credit for, we've talked about this before, was he has been releasing the strategic petroleum reserves. That's our oil reserves. So the United States, after the 70s, we had this uh, huge oil crisis um, where uh, you could only get gas on every, like odd and even number days based off of what your license plate was. Uh, massive inflation caused this. And because after that, coming out of the end of the 80s, we thought maybe it'd be good to like have a stockpile just in case we have this. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. We're going to talk about uh, the things that just happened and really the war that the Federal Reserve is waging on your retirement account 
and your real estate and every other asset is a war that they can't win. And of course, yes, it all comes back to the oil. So if you care about your retirement account, if you care about your real estate, if you care about your Bitcoin, uh, then you care about what the Fed's doing with the oil. So I'm going to break all this down. It's a big show. Hopefully I can get through it all. I'm going to talk really quick. Do not miss it. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in a minute. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, of course, each and every week. And we're talking about it today. We're talking about it in a little granular detail. But I'm going to expand on it so you're going to really understand how it's affecting things today, uh, how it's affecting you at the pump, but how it's really exaggerating or really it's the catalyst for continuing to break this world apart into this decentralized world that, that I'm talking about. It's my thesis. So uh, we're talking about gas prices, uh, record high, broke the June record. Um, Biden took credit for bringing the prices back down. How did he do that? Well, he was dumping our strategic petroleum reserves, SPRs. And so I was saying how um, we had this massive energy crisis in the 70s, lines for hours. You can only get gas every couple of days. Uh, Lines stretched out for hours and hours and hours. Sometimes you'd wait in line for hours. You couldn't even get gas when you got there. You could only get a little bit of gas, et cetera. It was a big problem. Uh, Massive inflation really hurt the economy. So in the 80s, we said, well, let's let's get these reserves so that, you know, 
we have savings. So like in case we have a shortage, like we have savings, which is like pretty good. And as a matter of fact, I recommend each of you have some savings in your bank account. If you don't work on it, cut back on your spending, build up those savings because a storm is coming and you're probably going to want to have a little bit of reserves. And that's exactly what the oil was. Now, Biden wants to take credit for bringing down the gas prices. So he's been dumping our oil reserves, our savings, our rainy day fund. We're not in a rainy day. There's no storm coming. There's no emergency. But yet they've been dumping. As a matter of fact, now the SPR is at its lowest level since the 80s, which is when we started to accumulate them. So uh, it's as, as we were filling those reserves, we're all the way back to there. Um, when Trump was president, he wanted to top them off. So they weren't 100% full. He wanted to top them off. Um, he had made a deal to buy oil for, I think, $20 or $20 or $25 per barrel at that time. Um, and he was really trying to, uh, this was coming out of the, the uh, pandemic, um, and he was really trying to help the oil companies kind of get back on footing. And so he's like, hey, we'll just buy, you know, we'll, we'll top them off at 20 bucks a barrel. Well, Biden is now uh, wanted, to, wanted to buy uh, some, some oil. We're going to come back to this in a minute, but wanted to buy some oil from OPEC, which is the Middle East. Um, and he wanted to buy it for $80 a barrel. Now, when Trump wanted to buy it, uh, he was accused of... Um, of supporting big oil and uh, how dare he support these big uh, monopolies. Um, but now that was at 20 bucks. Now Biden wants to buy it at 80 bucks and instead give it to Saudi Arabia who, uh, you know, they're giving diplomatic immunity to killing a Washington post uh, reporter and uh, all the other human uh, crisis uh, situations they have going on over there. So uh, we'll give it, you know, how dare we support American business at 20 bucks? Let's give it to uh, OPEC Middle East at 80 bucks. Anyway, that's a whole different story. So anyway, uh, Biden said, hey, you know, we brought these prices down. I did this. I took credit. Well, if he took credit for bringing it down, does he take credit for it going back up again and breaking the record? I'd like to know the answer to that question. Of course, he won't. <laughs> of course, he doesn't. And of course, they have a story, or I should say an excuse, I might even say a lie, to cover it up. So, as we always see, uh, the new White House press secretary, um, <laughs> who I am not a fan of, um, I was not a fan of the previous one, Jen Psaki. Remember her, I'll circle back, I'll circle back. Oh yeah, I'll check that, I'll circle back, I'll circle back. She never had an answer for anybody. It was always, I'll circle back, I'll circle back. She never had an answer. Compared to who was there before her, which was Trump's press secretary, um, who was so sharp. I mean, she had an answer for every single uh, question. And if you remember during the Trump administration, I mean, in the, in, the, in the press briefings, they would just get hammered with questions. And she would just stand there and just handle every one. Then Jen Psaki came in and was like, I'll circle back, I'll circle back, I'll circle back. I never have information. Now we have Karine Jean-Pierre, and she just straight lies. Um, maybe she doesn't lie. Maybe she's just reading the talking point they gave her. Maybe uh, she doesn't know she's lying. Uh, maybe we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. So she says, uh, in regards to um, the situation that's going on, she says, quote, it's clear that OPEC is aligning with Russia. It's Russia. It's all Russia's fault. It's clear. OPEC's aligning with Russia with today's announcement. We're dealing with a time where the global economy is responding to Putin's war. So by making this decision, it's going to have an effect on low and middle economic income countries, she said. <sighs> Is that true? So we're going to dig into this. and I'm going to break this down for you a little bit. I want to show you what the Fed's doing to your retirement account and how this has something to do with oil. This is the battle of mm, maybe not quite the battle of our lifetime, but it might be the biggest battle that uh, we've seen 
Probably there's bigger ones ahead of us, but this might be the biggest one we've seen. So um, it's clear. It's OPEC. OPEC's doing it. What's OPEC doing? I'm going to talk about that in a second. But is it really? Is it really OPEC? So, um, well, okay, let's talk about OPEC. So OPEC just announced that they are going to cut production. Look, this is super simple. Super, super, super simple, okay? Price is a uh, outcome of supply and demand. If I have more supply than I have demand for, then prices come down. If I have more demand than I have supply for, prices go up. Super, super simple. Look, an elementary kid can understand this. So if the demand for oil stays the same and we cut the supply, what happens? Oh, yeah, the price goes up. If we increase supply, what happens? Oh, yeah price would go down. Super, super simple, right? So Biden, the Biden administration has been manipulating the oil markets by dumping the SPR reserves. And on top of that, through the futures market and this, uh, what Putin's deemed the, um, the uh, economy of imaginary wealth. He's talking about the fiat money system, Wall Street, all these derivatives, financial derivatives, futures contracts. And so um, OPEC is saying, look, you guys are completely manipulating the market. Um, the market is completely separated from reality. And by dumping these reserves, by doing all this financial manipulation, you guys are messing with things. And so OPEC said, we're going to cut oil production by 2 million barrels per day to shore up the prices. What does that mean? To shore up the prices, to keep the prices up. That's what it means. Shore it up by keeping them up. So OPEC wants to keep the prices of oil up. So um, that's a problem. Gas prices go up. That's a problem. So what would be a better way to counter that? Maybe create more oil. <laughs> that might be a way to counter it. But no, 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 no. That would be too simple. As a matter of fact, um, just this week on October 6th, by the Biden administration weighs whether to shrink offshore drilling leases again. Let's just cut more leases. Let's just cut more production. So at a time when press secretary says, quote, OPEC's aligning with Russia, um, the economy is re responding to Putin's war. So because OPEC wants to cut production, then that's an attack. They're, now they're aligned with Russia. And instead of us trying to, uh, to counter that, we're going to cut more production. So are we also agents for Putin? If OPEC is going to drop production, and that's aligned with, with Russia, then if the U.S. reduces production, does that mean the U.S. is also aligned with Russia against the U.S. people? I mean, that's how logic would paint that. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that, but what she's saying makes it sound like that. Now, uh, on top of that, we saw some other big news. <laughs> the Biden administration issues the fewest oil and gas drilling leases since 1940s, since the 1940s. So we've seen the fewest amount of new drilling leases since the 1940s. So again, if, if OPEC's reducing um, uh, production and the U.S. is reducing production, what does that mean? Anyway, I'm going to talk more about this. I'm going to talk more about how this is going to break up the world and more specifically the attack on your retirement account and your wealth, your real estate as well. I'll be back with that in more in a minute. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. 
Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore a action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about something that's hitting you in your pocketbook today. Gas prices have broken their all-time record set in June. But I'm breaking it down to what's happening. Of course, we're drawing that all the way back to my thesis of the world breaking apart, moving into a decentralized world. So we'll talk about that. And I want to talk about how it affects uh, not just how much you put, not, not, not just how much it costs you to fill up your car to go to, get, uh, car to, go to work, but what, it, what the real effect is on your wealth. And I don't just mean uh, how much stake you can buy. I'm talking about your retirement account. I'm talking about your real estate, your house. I'm talking about all that. So this goes deep, but we have to kind of set it up and we'll build it up to it. So um, per the White House press secretary, um, OPEC is aligning with Russia because they're cutting production. They're cutting production because they want their price to stay high. Look, if you sell a product, you want to sell it for a certain price, right? And if you overflood the market, you're going to bring the price down. So why would you do that? Right? If it costs me, you know, a certain uh, X amount of dollars to pr- create this product, and I want to have a certain amount of profit, um, and I have to give up. So in, in, the, in their case, um, they have oil in the ground. Um, there's a cost to get that oil out of the ground. Um, why, and, and then they want to make up a certain amount of profit. So they want to sell it for whatever, 100 bucks a barrel. Okay? Why would they give the market more supply than it needs to bring the price down to 50, 60 bucks or whatever it may be. Why wouldn't they just keep the oil in the ground and just sell it a little slowly and keep that price, which is exactly what they're doing. Now, per the press secretary, um, they're aligning with Russia. That's an attack on Putin's war. Uh, As I'm making the case, well, then the U.S. is also attacking. They're also aligned with Russia because the U.S. is doing the same thing. As I made the case, this week, an announcement came out. The Biden administration weighs whether to shrink the offshore drilling leases. So they want to shrink more leases. Let's get less oil out of the ground. That's this week. That's what they're talking about. On top of that, uh, since the, the Biden administration issued the fewest oil and gas drilling leases since 1940, they're restricting 
U.S. companies from bringing more oil to the market. Sort of like what OPEC is doing. It's the same thing. So you're being gaslit. You're being lied to. It's a form of psychological torture, warfare against you. You don't understand the situation. You don't understand how big this really is. So let's keep going. All right. So as I said, <clears throat> OPEC decided to cut production by 2 million barrels. That's kind of what triggered this. Um, and of course, why wouldn't they? Right. They want to keep the prices up a little bit. They need to make the money. Um, you know, in the U.S., it's like it's a, it's great for the U.S. economy. It's good for jobs. It's good for tax revenues. Um, of course, we love to see American business do great. Um, but in the Middle East, it is their economy. It's everything. They need that money for all their social programs. They can't just afford to lose that money. In the U.S., it's like you know part of what we do, right? Uh, but in in the Middle East, it's everything. Um, it's everything there. Now, um, let's dig into this a little bit more. So. Um, the, the Biden administration has been, you know, going back and forth on what it's going to do, kind of trying to see what was going to be uh, happening with OPEC. So now this is like this tit for tat. This is a war. But the war is really being fought on a different level. So I'm going to break this down. But this, this, this surface level war is now um, Biden was like, well, maybe we won't uh, keep maybe we won't continue to release the SPR. Um, if uh, OPEC, if you don't cut your production, we'll buy um, from you and we'll fill up our SPRs, as I was talking about earlier, at 80 bucks a barrel. So don't don't cut. Don't, don't cut OPEC. We'll buy it from you. Remember, Trump was uh, horrible because he wanted to prop up the U.S. energy industry. Um, now, Biden is saying don't cut and we'll prop up the Middle East countries at 80 bucks instead of 20 bucks. So just think about that. But. Um, so now, so now Biden's like, okay, well, I guess if you're going to cut the oil production by two miles a day, then I guess we're back to releasing the SPRs again that are already at their lowest level since we first started filling them up. How much lower can they go? The answer is not that much lower. So what's going to happen? Well, most likely, um, we have about another month before midterms. Most likely, they won't care about gas prices after that. So probably see the S or the SPR is going to run out. One or the other is going to happen. All right. Before that. But um, let's dig in a little bit deeper because there's actually something much deeper at play here. And this is what I want to get into. This is actually something much deeper at play. So what am I talking about? Let's get into the Federal Reserve. Let's talk about your retirement accounts. Let's talk about your real estate. Let's talk about your Bitcoin. Let's talk about your wealth. Let's talk about that. So there's something much, much deeper going on. Like the real attack is on you. And it's not necessarily from the government. It's actually at the central bank level. So what am I talking about? So, um, you know, if you tune in regularly, if you don't tune in regularly, then, then you should. <laughs> so if you're listening on the radio, no worries. Just, uh, you know, make, put a, put a calendar reminder to join me every week on this channel at this time. Um, if you're listening to the podcast or whatever, fine, you can go back and listen to the old episodes of the podcast to get caught up. But, uh, the federal reserve is attacking you individually. What do I mean by that? They say that they are 100% focused. They are committed on bringing down inflation. They say the prices of things are going too high. The, the price of gas is going too high. The price of steak, the price, all these things are going too high and they are committed to bring them down. Their goal is 2% inflation and we're at over 8% inflation. They're way above their target. So they're committed. They, they're, they're trying to gain credibility. Look, look, hey, we know we've lost control, but we can get things back. Don't worry, don't worry. But remember, 
Prices are an outcome of supply and demand. So if prices are going up, that means one of two things is happening. One, there's too much demand for the products, or there's not enough supply, or it can be a combination of both, right? So the Federal Reserve is going to bring prices down, but how? How are they going to bring prices down? Well, they could add more supply, or they could reduce demand. And of course, the Federal Reserve can't print <laughs> more oil, or more food, or more clothes. They can't print that. So, since they can't add more supply, what can they do? They can crush the demand, and of course, they've said so. I've talked about this extensively over the last couple of months. They are going to crush demand. They want to bring your stock, your retirement accounts down. They want your real estate to drop in down. And even worse than that, they want your wages to go down. Your wages going up is a big, big problem for them. And they've said so. This is not a conspiracy. They've said so. Go back and listen to my old shows. Because what happens is when unemployment is very low, employers will have to compete for employees, right? Hey, I'm an employer. I'm trying to hire. I have these jobs open. Uh, there's not a lot of candidates. The employment market's very low. So I'm going to have to give more money or more options or more benefits to entice people to come. But the fact that I have to pay my new employees more money means that I'm going to have to raise my prices. And that goes exactly against what the Federal Reserve wants. They need prices to come down. They cannot have your wages going up. Your interest of making more money and having a better quality of life is in direct conflict to what the Federal Reserve wants. Your retirement account going up or even holding its value is in direct conflict to what the Federal Reserve wants. The Federal Reserve needs to bring down prices. They're, they said they're committed to sticking with it. With what? Crushing demand. Until the job is done. Until what job? Until inflation is back down. So the only thing they can do is crush demand. But here's the thing. It's not really a demand problem. It's a supply problem that we have. It's not a demand problem. Meaning, it's not that there's way too many people buying too many things. I'm not driving any more than I used to. I'm not flying any more than I used to. Probably you aren't either. It's not a demand problem. It's a supply problem. We don't have enough supply. Why don't we have enough supply? Well, it goes back to what I said. Biden's released the least amount of leases since the 1940s. It's an all-out attack on this. So we have a supply problem, but the Fed is attacking a demand side problem. They're fighting the wrong war, and now OPEC has taken the fight back to the Fed. All right. Now we're witnessing a war between the Fed and OPEC. And this is where it gets so interesting. You don't want to miss this. It has a lot to do with what is going to happen with your uh, future retirement accounts. Um, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. I'll be back with all of this and more in a minute. You don't want to miss it. So don't go away. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore A. 
Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Ma Show. We talk about the decentralized revolution each and every week. We talk about the way the world is swinging from centralization back to decentralization through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Technology, of course, being Bitcoin, which is going to revolutionize the world. But today we're talking more specifically about the financial side and, yes, even kind of the political side. So um, the Federal Reserve is attacking the supply side. I'm, I'm sorry, the demand side. They want to make you poor. So you buy less, right? The Fed has mandates, full employment, stable prices, <laughs> of which uh, we certainly don't have stable prices, right? But the problem is their mandate does not make sure that there's uh, global energy production. And remember, I'm making the case that the problem with prices going so high is not that we have too many people buying gas or buying oil. That's part of it. But we, have, we don't have enough supply because the U.S. has shut down production, because Venezuela fell off, because of the Russia-Ukraine war, because OPEC's cut, all of these factors. It's a supply-side thing. Now, look, when it comes to inflation, we're talking about prices going up. There's maybe bad inflation. Maybe there's, like, some good inflation. But, like, bad inflation is caused by elevated energy prices. Now, you, don't under, you maybe don't understand this, but when oil prices go up, everything goes up. Everything, your shoes, your tires, your clothes, your, your cell phone, those cannot be made without oil, petrochemicals, your detergents, your cleaners. Those can't be made without oil. They can't be, the, 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 the uh, components, the commodities can't be brought out of the ground without oil. They can't be transported to, to, a, to a processing center without oil. They can't be sailed on a ship across to China without oil. They can't be delivered back to America for assembly without oil. They can't be taken to the store where you eventually buy that uh, without oil. You can't go to the store and buy it without oil or Amazon can't deliver it without oil. Like when oil goes up, everything in the world goes up, period, everything. And it goes up exponentially because of how much oil is used just for the one part that you're getting. So when energy prices get elevated, everything goes up, all right? But when energy prices got so high to $100, it pushed the price of things so up that the Fed had to act. Well, shoot, now we got to bring prices back down. But like I said, the problem is the way to reduce the price of oil is to produce more of it or consume less of it. 
produce more or consume less. Now, you would think the Federal Reserve and the president, the administration, all their buddies, all those other things that are aggressively intervening in the market would uh, try to, you'd think they'd understand this, I guess, right? But instead of trying to finance production, incentivize production, uh, they shut it down. And nobody wants to invest more into it when there's constant threats of excessive profits, you know, tax on profits, carbon taxes, um, nationalization, price caps. These are all the things the government's risk, um, threatening. Hey, we're going to fix the price. We're going to um, tax your excess profits, right? Um, potentially we're going to take you over. So who's going to invest in that environment? The answer is nobody, right? So the Fed has been forced to um, basically try to attack the energy consumption. So here's what we can do. Hmm. How could we, how could we reduce energy consumption? Well, what we could do is we can create a global depression. That's what we could do. So what we'll do is we'll just keep raising rates which is going to push all of this pressure onto emerging markets. So now we're seeing small nations, the Sri Lankas, the Lebanons, the Turkeys, the Perus, the Ecuadors. They're all going bust. India, now we're seeing it move up to higher. Now, now Germany, um, we're seeing it move higher, higher. The UK, they're all going bust. So if we create this massive global depression, then everyone will be so poor and so broke that they just can't buy oil. That, that should do the trick, right? That'll work. What about closing the wealth gap? What about income inequality? What about, you know, inclusive economics? What about that? Oh, forget all those poor people. Let's just make them much more poor. Now, the rich are still going to fly around on their private jets because if, if gas goes up a couple bucks a gallon, like who cares, right? They're rich. They got these private jets. But what about the poor people all around the world? We destroy the finances of the entire world's poor people. And they'll just consume less oil. What a genius plan. Now, the Fed has been doing this, tr creating a, a global economic crisis to reduce global energy consumption. And it did a little bit, right? We saw the price of oil ebb back down. But the problem is, is that most global citizens, they don't actually want a lower standard of living. Who would have thought? They still, you know, want their standard of living to be the same, as do U.S. consumers. I do. I still want steak. I still want to drive my car. I still want to buy a plane ticket. I don't want my life, my, my quality of living going down. Now, like I said, the Biden administration has been releasing the SPR to improve their polling numbers. But it's the Fed that's really trying to attack the standard of living. And basically, OPEC says, wait a minute, you're trying to crush the global economy so that no one buys our product? That's what you're doing. So you're basically attacking us by wiping out our clients. So OPEC's like, okay, well, let's, uh, we'll counter that. We'll, we'll, we'll see your war. We'll raise you. So we'll just cut production. How's that? Now, no one knows how far this will go, how deep these cuts will be. They started at 100,000 barrels per day. But we don't know how far this will go. Uh, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter how large they are. The message has been clear now. The shot has been fired across the bow. The Fed can go ahead and crash the global GDP as much as they want in the fight against oil. But OPEC, they wield a bigger sword. They have a larger stick. They'll just cut production. So you go ahead. You crush demand to bring prices down, and we'll just cut, we'll just cut supply. So you bring demand down. We'll bring supply down. And guess what? The prices stay the same. Good luck. Good luck. So you make everybody poor, and you don't achieve anything. You wreck your own country, you destroy the lives, the pensions, the retirements of all these people, 
So what? Oil's still the same. As a matter of fact, we'll make oil even more expensive because we're just going to cut production even more. The Fed is completely trapped. Oil is going to go higher, and the Fed is powerless to contain it. All right? Now, these are the battle lines. That's a, that's a battle. It's a war. Now, the Fed, unfortunately, the Fed, the Biden administration, you'd think they'd be smarter, but they seem to be the last ones to realize anything when it comes to economics. So they probably haven't really internalized what OPEC just told them. They don't really understand this yet. Uh, obviously, the Biden administration doesn't per Jean Pierre's uh, press release. But guess what? The stock market understands it. The stock market understands it very well. That's why prices are going up of Bitcoin, gold. Gold and Bitcoin are going up. Why? Because they know that the Fed will have no choice but to pivot. They are not pivoting. They are, they are continuing to stay on a tightening path because they're trying to bring prices down. But once they realize that, look, we don't have the room. We can't do this. It's not going to work. This is a war we can't win. They'll have no choice but to pivot, which is why, again, gold and price are sniffing this out. Now, if, if the Biden administration, the Fed, really wanted to bring prices down— they, they, can't, they can't fight OPEC because OPEC can just keep cutting production. What they could do is they could say, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to increase our supply. That's what we'll do. So OPEC, go ahead. You, you cut if you want. Cut as much as you want. Great. Cut, turn it all off. We don't even care because guess what? The U.S. is the largest producer of oil in the world. Shut it off. We'll supply the United States and we'll supply the world. Good luck. That's how we could win. You want to bring, you want, you want, does the Fed, does the Biden administration want to bring um, oil back down to 50 bucks a barrel? Turn it back on, man. Turn it on. That's the leverage we have. Otherwise, yeah, we can continue trying to crush the GDP of every nation in the world. We can make you poor. We can steal, you know, take away your, your retirement accounts and your stock accounts. We can crush the value of your home by 75%. So you, you'll be poor and won't be able to buy anything. But we don't control the supply. OPEC does. Now, we could control the supply. We should control the supply. And that's really where it's at. Now, uh, this is a big problem, and it's going to continue to break apart the world. Why? Because there's really only three regions in the world where most of the oil comes from. Russia, the Middle East, and the United States. And as we continue to fight over energy, the world will continue to break apart more and more and more. But in my opinion, eventually reality is going to prevail. I hope. Anyway, I'm hopeful. Uh, and I think at some point people will realize, shoot, we actually need oil to live we literally cannot have any quality of life without oil. And so I think they'll figure that out at some point. The Fed's going to pivot, and uh, prices going up is going to be our problem, not going down. Anyway, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully it helps your direction. Uh, and that's what I got for today. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.